Blog Talk Radio. This is the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. And we're going to talk about the fitness industry wave of the future. All right, ready to go today. It's Jesse here, and um, I'm excited to uh, talk to you about uh, something that I've had cooking recently. And uh, Georgette uh, might not be here today. She might be able to get on in a, in a little bit, but uh, hopefully you'll be happy just listening to my crazy stories. <laughs> I've, uh, I've gotten into this coaching thing, and... Um, you know, really excited working with a lot of you. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of consultations. I've got a lot of new people jumping on board. Uh, the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle members are getting a special deal, and um, I'm excited about that. So um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. And it looks like, uh, Georgette, you made it on the call? I made it. I, th- I didn't realize. I, I dialed in early, and the next thing you know, I was I was late. <laughs> I, I hung up to dial back in, and I got... I got caught up. Uh, well, you made it, no problem. So, yeah, how are you doing? You doing good? I'm okay. How about you for this Monday? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's been wild. We've had, a, as you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff with us. Just telling everybody listening that we've been doing a lot with this coaching thing and getting it off the ground. And I wanted to uh, share a story today, and maybe it'll be fun to hear your uh, your feedback on it too. Um, yeah, and, I can't and wait the, to hear that. Actually, yeah, yeah. So I've got a coaching client, uh, and it's um, this is somebody that I've I've had for a little bit, and they've been wanting me to go down and help them with their with their gym. So this is not your typical, um, you know, a lot of our a lot of our uh, our listeners are are you know personal trainers, maybe just getting started, or they have a boot camp, and a few of them have their own personal training studios. And um, this this particular client is in my area. I, I'm in Washington State, and they live um, about four hours away from me, uh, other end of the state. And uh, so the other day, uh, I drove down there and back in one day to do some consulting for them. And they have a gym that they want me to turn around. Not that they're failing or doing terribly bad, but they are, you know, they're just not meeting their goals. And it's uh, it's been a bit rocky. So... Um, you know, I've talked to him on the phone a few times, got an idea of what their business was like, and then I end up driving down there. Well, I'm down there, and the minute I walk in and see what's going on, I realize, you know, they've got a big problem. And the first thing is it's a cute little town. They're in a small town, and uh, it's near the freeway, so they got a lot of people driving by, but most people just drive right past this town. And... Um, they're, uh, they don't have another gym for 10 miles approximately, you know, 8 to 10 miles. So it's not like they're in a major metropolitan area with a gym on every corner like a lot of, a lot of uh, our listeners are, are, you know, facing in the bigger cities. Um, but uh, so they don't have as much competition, but they also don't have as much population. And, you know, but that's not the problem. Uh, you know, so I'm looking for what the problem is. I'll, I'll get to that in a second here just to set it up a little bit. They've got this gym, and it's in a lo- it's a long corridor shape, so it's it's not a square. It's more of a long rectangle, you know, one of those uh, typical commercial establishments. It looks like it's going to be maybe 2,000 square feet, so it, it looks like it's one of those smaller 
spaces, but then it keeps going all the way through the back of the building, another thousand or, or, or more uh, square feet, but it's, so it's a long hall feel. And then right on the front, it's got kind of a bunch of marketing on it, you know, the, the name of the company, and then it's got all of this, you know, like what you would put on your windows, you know, personal training, this camp, that class, yoga, Pilates. I mean, I, I'm kind of exaggerating here, but is like everything, you know, like a big menu of things, like everything under the sun is, is plastered on the windows, very busy like. And well, then it has a, you know, uh, it has a 24 day, you know, 24 seven approach. So you get the key or whatever, and you can go in and work out anytime, you know, kind of like a, an anytime fitness or a snap fitness franchise, one of those. And, well, um, and then it has personal training and then it has, it's just got everything. And uh, and then you know the the rates are easy to find they're, they're right there but it's a big long list of rates with a lot of complicated deals and offers and you know it's thirty bucks this way but twenty five bucks this way and that way and if you add a family member it's this and that and and there's seventeen different options for it and then at the bottom you know it says you know call the owners you know there's two owners with two phone numbers but it just call, it says you know, if you, basically, it's just call. Here, call these two numbers, one of these two numbers, and it doesn't really tell you who you're calling or why. And uh, so the first, that was the first thing I saw, and I'm going to come back to that in a second. The next thing I saw was it was a hot day, and, and uh, so they had the door open with a fan in the door, so you kind of had to walk around the fan to get in. But there's nobody there, and there's no front desk, and there's nobody greeting you. And, it, and actually, when I walked in, it's, it's, it's like nobody's there. Uh, there's oh. one guy working out. He's he's on the treadmill and he's moving over to lift heavy weights. And he's a big guy, you know. He's in in the gym itself is is this long corridor has treadmills on the left and on the right there's some selectorized you know weight equipment. And then there's this open space with a big giant barbell, you know, which is obviously uh, with bumper plates, the type that you would use for powerlifting, right? And then there's uh, and then there's like a, a bathrooms and showers and then there's this door to the back. You can't really see in there, but I I walk in. Nobody greets me. I just say hi to the guy on the treadmill, and uh, later I find out he's actually one of the trainers there. So I walk to the back, and you know it's a mid mid middle of the day, so I didn't expect it to be busy. I thought it'd be a quiet time anyway. I go into the back. And, and I look, and there's like a yoga class going on. I don't want to interrupt that, so I don't walk right in there. And uh, that owner was teaching one of the classes in there. So uh, so I just come out, and, I you know, I start striking up conversation with the with the, the trainer. I say, hey, what do you think of this? This You like it here? You've been working out here? He says, yeah, it's okay. You know, I said, well, he's like, yeah, it's okay for, you know, a small town or, you know, like a, a low-income area. Yeah, that was his only comment. So okay, you know that's great. You know he says yeah, he does what he what he wants. He brings his kids in there. He's a, obviously a football coach. He's into football. So he brings his team in there and they train in there. And he didn't tell me he was a trainer, but I, I kind of was surmising, you know, just kind of figuring it out based on some of his language. But yeah, I couldn't really tell. He could have been just local high school assistant football coach or something, and brings his kids in to train him or something. Then I sit down, and, you know, I just go in the front area, and they don't really have a lobby, but they had a couple chairs by the front door. So I went and sat down and looked at the brochures and got confused by all the pricing options and tried to figure it out. And eventually, I, I met with the owner, who, when his class was out, somebody said, oh, you know, I think the trainer that was working out 
finally felt bad for me because I just said, you know, I'm going to wait. And I think about 10, 15 minutes. And he said, hey, I think that class is out. Maybe you can go talk to the owner. <laughs> and so I went back and looked, and the owner wasn't there. It was there was one that everyone had cleared out some back door, back alley door. So I walk in there and and, uh, you know, I, I end up talking to one of the clients and, and asking where the owner is. And she's like, oh, he's back there somewhere. So then I walk in the back and, and I find the owner. And, uh, oh, OK, so here he is. So this was about 15 or 20 minutes that went by. And then we were going to start our consulting, our consulting session. So my point is of telling you all that is that I wanted to point out that the most important thing in your fitness business is your first impression. Right. And I don't care how amazing the services are once you're in the game, once you're in the program, once you're on the list, once you've signed up. That's important, of course, but your first impression is what everybody's going to go off, whether they decide to use you or not. And it's okay if you're a private uh, gym or studio owner to have kind of an appointment-only approach. That's great. Um, but I think, yeah, yeah, and Georgette, I know you've got a, a, a place, so yeah. you know what this is like. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it, here, here's let, let me describe the problem now that you've heard the story. Here's the problem. The problem is, is that when I walk up to the front, I don't see, I don't know what I'm looking at. I can't figure it out. Uh, it, you know, you got to go, what, I, what I've ended up telling this client was, is they got to decide who they are what their target market audience is, they can have multiple target markets, but they could have to address one at a time. And they've got to make it clear who they are on the front of their building, uh, on the front of their marketing. And it was kind of like, I couldn't tell whether it was this, they were advertising it as if it was a big box club, you know, like, Hey, we offer everything to everybody. You know, we offer everything on the planet. You know, if you're interested, if you're breathing and walking, you need to come to our club, you know, uh, if you're interested in getting in shape in any way, shape, or form, and you're any age, and you're any, you're male or female, and you're any demographic, and you know if you're anywhere within reach, you need to come here. But that is kind of big gym marketing, right? Or like if you're a 24, uh, 24/7 uh, key fob access, key key access club, you know one of those automated systems where those those franchises are all the rage because the owners like the idea of not having to ever be there, right? You you just well, you know, let yourself in, unlock the door, work out whenever you want, hit nine, hit the button for 911 if you're in trouble. I mean, that's how those business models right. work. And they may or may not have trainers. And basically there the owner will show up only when if somebody makes a call or requests to look at the gym and who's new. And that way they can just sign up anytime. And that, that's fine for those business models. And then you've got the training studios and the boot camps and all that. But this gym couldn't my point is, is they couldn't figure out what they were. They were kind of like a big box club offering everything. They were kind of like a key access to anytime fitness, snap fitness kind of thing where they're open all the time and you, you have a key, but then at the same time, they're a training studio and they do classes and they do everything and the door's wide open and nobody's there to greet you. So, if the door was locked and I had to call to make an appointment, that would make sense to me. It's like, Ooh, this is a private, you know, kind of a, there's a, a, a velvet uh, rope around this, you know, this is a, this is kind of elite and I need to call for an appointment and they're going to treat me. It's like a doctor's office. That'd be okay. Or if it was a key access place and the, you know, 
you actually had to have the key and it was written on the door, you know, very clearly how that's how it works, uh, that'd be fine. Or if they had phone numbers on, on the window and they told me why I needed to call, you know, like if I want to call for a free uh, consultation maybe or a fat loss, you know, body diagnostic or maybe even just their free report on their website or call a 1-800, you know, number tw- for a 24-hour free recorded message on, you know, how this business could help me or how I could lose body fat faster with this business or something like that, I, it would have made sense. Or if they're going to leave the door open and that guy's going to work out in there, he could stop what he's doing and greet me. Hey, I'm the trainer here. Welcome to the gym and let me show you around and what are you looking to do today? Why'd you walk in here? You know, I mean, that would have been okay. Any of those options would have been okay, but what ended up happening was probably the worst possible thing that could ever happen, which was nothing. I just stood around for 20 minutes. If I was a community member, I would probably look at that and go, huh, looks like a cute little tiny gym. I don't really understand their marketing. Uh, I'm not really sure if I want to go and sign up. It just basically says, call here to sign up. Well, I don't even know what I'm signing up for. I don't know why I'm signing up. I have no clue what it is that they really do in there. I see a bunch of equipment. If I was brand new, I'd be like, I don't know how to use equipment. Who's going to show it to me? You know, I don't know which equipment I want to use. If I was a uh, community member and I didn't know, or maybe I didn't know how to work out, I would probably look at it and go, well, uh, you know, where's the nearest 24-hour fitness or, or Globo gym? Because if if I only have to spend... You know, if I want as many amenities in just a, a box, a building with equipment in it, I want something really big with a swimming pool and everything for $9 a month. I don't want this $30 a month to go into this closet in here. So right. it, it was really interesting. And, Georgette, I would love your take because I know you have you guys have a studio. And right. I, I wanted to just kind of launch the conversation with this. I've got more, by the way. I've got a lot more from this story and I don't want to pick on these guys. They're actually good friends. They're great clients, and we're going to turn around. I'm going to explain that later, either today right. or on a future episode, how I, how we're turning them around. And they're already going to be making more money. They've already, uh, by the way, since I've talked to them, started adding clients. But that's a different story. For now, I wanted to talk about first impressions, and I wanted to talk about you know your own space and, and, and how you design it and how you market it. and. I would love to hear any feedback from you, Georgette, on this anything related to this topic or the story. Yeah, that's that's an interesting story. At least the first impression. Even listening to it, I would have left. As a, <laughs> I would have walked out, or so it sounds like a few things were gone awry, like not even having anybody at a front desk if it's a gym. Now, in our situation, we're a studio, and the studio manager is obviously works there it's not um just sitting at the desk it's not a, it's not a gym we don't need front desk manning at all time because we don't get a lot of walk-in traffic like like that it is by appointment only if somebody walks in and by chance tammy is with somebody she will interrupt and say i'm tied up until you know 11 you know what i mean 11 um maybe take a couple of minutes to quickly talk to her. It's not something that happens a lot, though. So, you know, that's something to be taken into consideration. If this happens frequently, then another <laughs> something would need to be done, obviously. Something would need further to be done. But it, it isn't something that happens. It could happen 
three times a year. So four times a year, five times a year. That's still not a lot. So, you know, and she will take a few minutes to just say, no, I'm, this, this, we're a private training studio, and here's some uh, information. Um, if you want to wait, I'll be free in 10 minutes. What, whatever she says. It's not, you know, sorry, I can't talk. It, you know, she says something appropriate, <laughs> to put it mildly. So, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. You say something appropriate. Here's our brochures. I mean, you know, are you interested in one-on-one or boot camp? You know, blah, blah, blah. Here's, take some brochures. I'll be free at 1030. Uh, something. You say something. But, you know, it does happen occasionally and far and few between where somebody will walk, just walk in. Most of the times with a private studio like ours, it's a, it, you know, you walk in and there's a little waiting room with, you know, a glass, you know, window that looks into the office. So it's, it, it is a little separate room. It does have, you know, does have the office there with brochures and, you know, everything laid out around it. Obviously, there's phone numbers, you know, to call the studio. There's all kinds of information. But behind the door, there's another door that enters into the big square rectangular wide open space which you could be doing a boot camp class or you know a one-on-one training so i mean so somebody is there somebody has to say something it doesn't matter what somebody has to address you know the person who walks in whether it be on the rare occasion or in this case it would be an everyday occasion you would think if it's a gym you know you would think that they would get a little bit more of that foot traffic. But, um, you know, you have to have, you have to have somebody there that (laughs) says, hello, can I help you kind of deal. It's just like going into a store. Nobody, you know, says, can I help you? If you went into a shoe store, nobody said, can I help you? You know, you probably, what are the chances of you buying, right? You'd be like, eh, can I find somebody here? But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty poor first impression. You know, if you have a nice little cute little waiting area <laughs> with all kinds of pamphlets and information, you know, flyers and, you know, a little office or a little, you know, that they could, you know, even if they had to wait, it would be, you know, a, a pleasurable experience <laughs> to wait. 10 minutes or, you know, I'll be back. I'm free. I'll be back at noon or something like, you know, it's, you know, uh, it's funny, even, um, even, uh, not just gyms, but even, uh, independent personal trainers running boot camps out of a park or, a or, a it, it uh, maybe like an indoor, you know, sublease arrangement or like I used to do at the indoor soccer kind of places or the gymnasiums or, or wherever, or gymnastics facilities and that and whatnot. I've even right. seen trainers who a brand new person comes and they don't even say hi and they wonder, you know, why my marketing isn't working or, you know, how come I can't sign people up? I mean, it's right. ridiculous. And somebody I mean, sometimes they, they create clicks. There's a, a click this? or something with, with all their clients and they never actually, they, right. they, they kind of, it's like they, they all of a sudden become really introverted when, when it's really inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, you've, I've had outdoor boot camps, and indoor people will be like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Well, how long does it take to tell them? 30 seconds? 
that's a lot. <laughs> Probably 15 seconds to say, oh, we're running outdoor boot camps, and, you know, this, we do this three times a week. Um, if you're interested, you know, here, here's a card. <laughs> you know, give us a call or want to try out a free class, just call me. You could try out a free class, just call us. Oh, okay. Exactly. You know, you know, but you know, it takes 10, 15 seconds. I don't think the person, even if you're one-on-one training, is going to be upset that you just spoke to somebody who walked into your business for 10 seconds. I doubt it, you know? They, right. <laughs> you know, they could have been between sets. <laughs> and even if they weren't between yeah, sets, yeah. you know, we're talking 10 seconds. So. Right. There's a, there's a, there's a polite way to do that for your, where you're not, uh, you know, ruining your client's experience by greeting someone in multitasking a little bit. It's not, uh, not something that you should be ashamed of. You know, you can always tell the person, Hey, I'm in the middle of a session right now. And, uh, but if you can just hang out, I can chat with you in a minute or, you know, leave me your number and your email and I'll, uh, I'll call you when I'm done, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, the same thing with the boot camps. If you're running even an outdoor or indoor boot camp, somebody walks by and says, hey, what are you guys doing? I mean, you could take 10 seconds to to say that, you know, what you're doing. And if you want to try a free class, you know, give us a call. But, you know, we're in the middle of, you know, obviously they could see you're in the middle of the class. You're not going to walk up while you walk, right while you're instructing. I mean, they usually don't approach you until they see, you know, that you're free like that. Nobody's really interrupted a class. I'm thinking of outdoor class where they may even right. ask. Well, yeah, one tip, uh, a tip I just thought of when you said that was I used to keep a um, one of those, uh, constru- I don't know what, I used to call them construction site uh, clipboards. I-, I can't remember the name of them, but they have a little compartment inside them. Uh-huh. for doing estimates and that kind of stuff. So I would have my, I'd have whatever I was writing down or a workout or like records keeping from my clients on, on the clipboard, but inside it, you could open it up and it would, I would store documents in it, especially if it was outdoors because it might rain or something. I wanted to keep everything from getting wet. So inside that, you know, among my pens and thing and, and just, you know, general paperwork, I would have my, my sign up paperwork and I'd have brochures and cards. And if somebody right. came by, even if, even if they weren't even talking to me, I'd, I'd come up to them if I jogged by and I said, hey, uh, come check it out sometime. And I'd just open up my clipboard and hand them a flyer really fast. It took about three seconds. And uh, right. we'd also put the A board. We would get one of those sandwich boards, the A boards, with our, you know, our information. And sometimes we'd leave that by the boot camp so that people walking by would you know, see our logo and our you know, website and and phone number and all that. So uh, that's a tip, too, to just to streamline that, keep it more efficient. Right. But, I mean, oftentimes people do just walk in for simple information and a phone number. They're on their lunch, and they'll call you back, and that's all they want. But can I help you? Uh, no, not really. I'm just looking for, you know, some information right now on my lunch. I'll, I'll, you know, okay, here's the thing. Give us a call. And, you know, and they will. I mean, they don't take the time to come to a place a private personal training studio because they have nothing better to do on their lunch. So they are kind of interested, you know. So, you know, will they call you back 100% of the time? Well, maybe not 100%, but that's a high probability that that person, you know, took the time out to come, you know, to the place when the phone number's in the book, you know what I mean? Come right. to the place, get some information, maybe just to see, get a good look in the field. 
for what the place is like, and then you know take the stuff and then give you a call when they're when they're ready. <laughs> you know, we also have some kind of postcard made up already. You know where they could get a free you know workout or free boot camp. So if they pick that up, you know, they could take that and they could take just that postcard. We had postcards made up at one time. Um that weren't mailed. <laughs> but at least I don't think I don't think we actually did a mailing like that, but they were you know, they were kind of like the big uh, a big plastic card kind of concept, you know, where you had uh, a free workout or whatever you wanted on there. Three, two weeks of boot camp, so, something on, on a big postcard rather than the plastic card. So that kind of thing is right. available in, in the waiting room, too. So somebody is waiting and looking around, they're like, oh, two free weeks of boot camp with this postcard. Pick that up and take it. You know, do, but, you know, originally they already know that it's a private personal training studio and fitness boot camps because that's you know, on the window or above the place. And it's also on all the, you know, information that's available, whether it be a brochure, uh, you know, a postcard. Something is out on a little counter. You know, there's really, it's not a big waiting room. But, you know, it gets the job done, obviously, as somebody happens to be new and just wanders in or walks in. Well, you know. Georgia, I wanted to ask you another question, too. Um, since we're on this topic of first impressions, along with that goes your, your initial consultation or your initial conversation with a client. Um, I'm really curious to know what you do with, in this area. Like if somebody calls the studio and wants an appointment, is there a process? Do you have kind of steps that your, your, um, your, your manager follows? or that you guys follow when introducing somebody? What are the steps? If somebody wants to do a boot camp, you know, right. how, do, how do they start? Do they have to fill out certain paperwork? Do you, do you make them do, like, uh, starting measurements first or testing of any kind, or is it better just to get them in there first and then do that kind of thing later? How do, how well, do you do all that? What's your process? Ideally, and, and most of the time, they have an appointment, uh, it, whether it be a half hour before camp <laughs> or – if it needs to be done after camp, then that's an option. If somebody's just getting out of work, we have no time. We start boot camp at 5.30. Okay, we'll do your assessment, take the class. Because you could offer, we offer free classes anyway to somebody who is starting. But if, if they knew they wanted to start and they were going to start, let's just say this is the scenario, and they didn't have time to get there, you know, except for five minutes before class, well, Sometimes, in that case, we would do the assessment afterwards. Sometimes, I mean, you just got to go by people's schedule sometimes. It just, you know, you can't say, well, I'm sorry, you can't take class tonight until we get the assessment. No, because we offer free classes to people who want to try it out anyway, so what's the big crime? So, you know, in that case, they would get their assessment, meaning fill out the paperwork, pay, <laughs> get their measurements, their body fat done after class when there was time or so you could take the class tonight and can you come 15 minutes earlier or 20 minutes earlier or half hour whatever earlier tomorrow okay that that's a possibility but normally they would have a time when they would 
sign up. They come in and sign up, fill their paperwork out, which is an extensive. It's part of Sure Victory, um, the boot camp product. It's not extensive, and you know, it's it's name, it's address, it's you know medical, you know check check check. You know, if something comes up where there needs to be a dis, you know, not, you know, I'm not knowing to jump around, but this just popped into my head. If somebody comes in and all of a sudden you find out they have, you know, low blood pressure, diabetic, um, this, that, and the other thing, well then, you know, <laughs> that should be something you need to know in advance. You know, number one, you may have to have further discussion, you know, with them. Are you on what meds, meds are you on? Are you, you know, how's your eating? Do you need help with, uh, you know, your nutrition? Um, blah, 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 whatever the condition is. I can't go through every condition. But that's why, you know, ideally, and what we strive to do all the time is have the assessment first, or at least the conversation on the phone first. And if it's just simply paying and filling out and getting measurements, we can do that any time. But you could almost take the assessment really over the phone, too, if you need to know all the preliminary stuff, like you have a medical, any medical conditions or you're on any medications and, and things like that. If it's simply, you know, writing their address <laughs> and taking their payment, that takes four minutes. So... You know, sometimes the preliminary stuff can either, A, be done over the phone, or B, um, you know, need to come in and, and have an appointment, and then we'll get your measurements, and um, we used to tape measurements. We were consistently doing body fat. Um, not so sure we, we, we continued doing it like, continued mostly with the measurements. We used the arm on handheld body fat thing which t- takes about four seconds you know that doesn't take a lot of time either but um we were also reassessing every so often and then we changed that it wasn't manda- mandatory to be reassessed every four weeks if um somebody wanted it we did it and we still do it but i mean it, it's not a mandatory every four weeks we could wait eight weeks we could do six eight weeks and well, why did you change that by the way that's you know what i don't think like they were that interested it it was based on the client's feedback it wasn't our decision it was clients. Hmm. yeah how about that they weren't interested <laughs> you know like oh. a lot of things changed. we used to do a testing in the middle it used to be a day class where we would do pft testing like maybe the military camps would do with uh push-ups and i don't know Sit up. It was an ab, a push up, a sit up, and something else. It was like PFT testing that the like I said, the military would do. They didn't want it. They were like, we don't want to do this testing, and for a whole day, once every four, you know, once a week, once every four weeks, whatever you had. We just want a regular class. Okay, mm. you know, you know what I mean. I get it. If it were me, I probably would have felt the same way. It's okay, you know, every once in a while. But we were trying to say, hey, look, you couldn't do any push-ups when you came in here. And look, now you're, you're able to do, you know, 10 on your toes or 10 on your, you know what I mean, full push-ups. We were trying to show them that, hey, you're progressing, and they're telling us we don't give a rest. <laughs> we don't huh. care. 
<laughs> we don't give a shit if we're doing more. I mean, we know we're doing more. How do we know? Because we're in class. <laughs> we, could, we could tell you that we didn't, you know, we could all see it. It's pretty obvious. We, we couldn't do push-ups, and now we're doing them. We're doing five or we're doing ten. We don't need a day <laughs> for all this testing. We, it's like, and then we found out people weren't showing up that day. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so based on feedback, that day went. Based on feedback, that week off in between boot camps went. This was early, 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 early on. Before anybody else was teaching this stuff, it was, you know, four weeks, one week off, four weeks, no. They were like, why are we stopping? So, you know, that's the, and that's true. It was harder for us, too. Going to sign up again, going to sign up again. And then you have to chase everybody for that week. So, you know, it was no more month to month. There was no more week off in between. There was no more PFT testing day because they didn't want it. And they're not all that gung-ho. Some of them are, and they'll request, can I take my measurements? I know it's only been, you know, three weeks or something like that. And Tammy might say, you know what, why don't you wait another week or two, and then we'll take them. Okay. They're fine with that. You know what I mean? It's, they're not up for this regimented, we're going to measure today, we're going to test today. They weren't up for it. So that's, you know, you have to go by your feedback of your clients. And my clients are not your clients. So I'm telling you oh, what works. Oh, this is so good, Georgette. This is so interesting. It's funny you bring this up because guess what I started today, this Monday, this morning at my boot camp? We're doing testing what? week. <laughs> it's exactly what you're talking about. It's so funny. And what I found, um, this is so cool that you're talking about it because I've noticed that depending on different groups. We, I've had a lot of different groups, different boot camps, different instructors. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You've got to know your people, and you have to know your customers. And there, there's a balance between what you think you should do and what you want to do and what they want. And, the, right. and there, there's an argument out there that the customer is always right, and they usually are. There are times when I will veto them because I know what's best for them in the long haul, or at least I think I do. But um, it's interesting you say that because there have been groups that I've thought, oh, let's just scrap all this silly you know, testing PFT stuff. On the other hand, there are, have been groups where I have indoctrinated them a little bit into the idea that every now and then, not, not often, but maybe every couple of months, it used to be like clockwork for me. It was every two months we did testing week. And, right. um, and I didn't like doing it more often than that because it was just obnoxious. You know? but, but every now and then it was, it was like uh, you know, every two to three months. It, it kind of got it pushed out to 90 days, which I thought was even better. Um, but see, when when I really got when I was doing it too much though, or when we were really trying to stick with it like clockwork and made a big announcement, we would have people not show up that week. That's what exactly happened? what you said. And, and I figured out that I couldn't tell them when it was coming. I had to tell them that it's a surprise. And what I ended up doing was instead of making a big deal out of it being testing week, I just put all the tests together into one workout, and I just kind of treated it like another workout. It was like, oh, this is a different workout for variety. And when I, when I kind of presented it that way, everyone right. was like, oh, okay, that's cool. We'll run well, the mile have... one day. We'll do a push-up and sit-up test. You know, we'll do that. That's cool. Well, right. That, you know, and you're looking at this group every day yourself. But what you have to look at is, are you really, why are you doing that testing? Really, what are you doing? Do you not know whether they've, ch- I mean, I'm asking this. I'm not being smart. 
And do you not know whether they've progressed by looking at them every day? If you're the one teaching, right? You would know that Mary can't couldn't do a push up and now she can. You know, you're right. if you know, then you know, I don't know where you are. But like the point is you're there every day looking at them. You already know they progressed. Um is it a motivator for them? Are you know, I'm I'm answering the question, why are you doing this PFT testing? So if it's for me, I obviously don't need it because I could see that they've progressed or not progressed or, you know, are basically doing the same thing, but they're still, okay, so it's not for me. Is it for them? Do they need a motivator to keep going? Like if they say, ooh, I'm, I couldn't do a push-up, now I can do a push-up. Well, if it is for them and they're telling you they don't want it, then what's the point of doing it? So you right. know where I'm That's where I'm at. So that's where it ended up, and that's why it went out the window. Because I knew they were progressing, they knew they were progressing, and they didn't want it. So what was I going to jam professional, you know, PFT rather testing down their throat? It's not mandatory, okay? It, and they were starting to skip that day. They weren't interested in coming, like you said. Um, this is going back in 2006 now. So, I mean, we haven't had that kind of stuff. What we do have is, you know, remeasuring. You know, is it a set day? No, because not everybody starts on the same day. So, you know, you can't say, okay, class, we're all going to be measured again today. Well, I just started, and so-and-so just started last week, and so-and-so started the week before. We don't have everybody starting on day one, same day. That's something to consider, you know, if you, you're keeping track of that. If everybody is starting on the same day, that's okay. <laughs> and you say, well, you know, we'll get measured, um, you know, every six weeks. We'll do measurements. My problem is not everybody starts on the same day. They, you know, my camps run continually. So right, right. So once a hop in, just starts tomorrow or today. Well, and somebody started a month ago. They're in the same class. <laughs> so I can't say, well, okay, measurement day. You know, right. everybody is taken individually like that. And, you know, it's it's you have to keep track of some things. It's just like, you know. You have to keep track of things. It's a business. You have to have a role. Like the teacher has to have a roll call. I mean, that's another thing we used to do is, like, be checking off who was there and who was not there. But, you know, that was before we had continual boot camps going nonstop. You know, people were, were not on three-month packages, six-month packages. You know, we don't babysit like that so much anymore. Somebody says, I can't make it. They know there's a makeup class any day of the week. They could come in morning or night or Saturday. So there's enough opportunities to have a makeup class if somebody was sick. They, take, they, they do a little bit of, we don't do as much babysitting like that as we did in 2006. Mm-hmm. First, you know, I mean, there's well, a, yeah, the options are there for them. But, yeah, you really have to know your people and, you could try something out and you see, and like we did with the PFT and, and saw that, you know what, uh, they're not interested in that. They're interested in coming here, working out, having fun, and, you know, and losing weight. <laughs> and get it, you yeah, know, whatever well, And that's why I can right. see why you would keep measuring because that's what they said they really wanted. 
I personally still do the, the uh, some of the tests. Remeasured. I mean, it's just that we don't have a right. set day for that because everyone doesn't start on the same day. Is what I'm saying. Right. Right. But yeah, you know, I have I have done I I do a combination. I will test them, or I will measure some of them at intermittently, and sometimes I kind of try to get a few. You know, the ones that are starting, uh, right. those ones are kind of in the beginning. They're all on different schedule. But sometimes right. since I still do sort of a, a testing, I've I renamed it, actually. Instead of calling it a testing day or week, I call it a challenge week. So every well, what we're doing is we do our fitness challenges, and they're kind of like the PFT test, but I break them up. And then what I do is each week we do one, and it's kind of like a highlight just to make the workout interesting. And then well, every so often, every two or three months, I'll do all of them in one workout. And I call it challenge week, and that way they're like, oh, cool, uh, it's a challenge, you know. Now, they don't really care. Some of them care about what their scores are and how many reps they do or how, what their time is on a test, but others right. don't. But no. that way everybody feels welcome. The competitive people get to know that I'm tracking numbers for them, and then I, you know, I, I email that to them or I keep it on a chart for them. And the ones that right. don't care so much, they're just doing it because it's a fun, different kind of workout. And that was how I figured out how to kind of blend the two personality types because I had some clients that are really competitive, and other right. clients that could, you know, care less. <laughs> right. And so I, it was hard to cater to both. But you're right. you got to talk to them. you got to figure out what they're well, going to be into. And things know. should be in, you know, should be now that we've gotten this lingo challenge type. So we use the word challenges now. There's a lot of boot camp workout challenges um, that are that are on, out now. You know, Shana Kaminsky has a good, has a, a good product that and and really what it is is like you were saying it's a it's a different type of workout it's not and it can be used for taking you know score of reps or you know obviously you're getting scores but whether it's time timed or reps and yeah they're good they are obviously a darn good tool that i highly recommend putting in that's not what i'm talking about when i talk about the pft testing you know that was a whole yeah, that, it is a whole other thing. I, what I was referring to is that strict PFT military testing that ups Right, right. Um, you know, yeah. So I really these challenge type workouts, they're, they should be part of. Every, you know, I'm going to go on a limb. They should be part of everybody's boot camps because if you're not keeping things fresh, and you know lively, you know, we talked about the boot camp games thing, as it really isn't a game per se, you know, we were, when we talked about that, it's really a finisher in a, in a, in a fun type of way, it's disguising exercise in a way, you know, it's, it's almost like an exercise in disguise, you know, a finisher in disguise, that you're making a game out of it, but yet they're doing, you know, body weight exercise of some sort. Right. You know, yeah. So I mean, like, those kind of things need to be incorporated into boot camps just to differentiate, just to keep things, you know, retain retain clients and you know actually get new ones because, you know, you're doing things different and you know more fun and blah blah blah. But yeah, you definitely. I, I, definitely I think. Uh, We've gone. We've we've really taken this conversation all over, which is fun. <laughs> um, one thing that I wanted to ask you about was your thoughts on you know because where we started here or why why kind of how this kicked off was with my story, right. and the idea was talking about first impressions 
and mm-hmm. also uh, you know that introduction to a client. Well, it's it's good. It's actually really we're going to have to do another episode on this stuff too because it, where we went to was we talked about these you know the 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 how how you can quickly talk to somebody walking by uh, the fitness testing the PFT the challenges. Well, we kind of gone all over the place, but the, I think that's actually good. Because the point is, is the first impression is all those things. I mean, when we first start a client, when I first start a client, um, like you said, I like to start them on the phone uh, right. because the consultation is a uh, is a, is can be a two part. I mean, you've got really if you if you want a good first impression, and and with our remaining time, maybe we should chat about that for a second. If you want a good first impression with a client. I believe that you need to have a consultation. That's what I call it. You can call it whatever you want, but what I call right. it is initial consultation. Or you know, and I also added. Um, I remember Bedros had had a term he used that I like. He called it body diagnostic because <laughs> it sounded because everyone else was offering a free consultation, so it didn't sound cool. So right. he changed it. Well, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The the point was was. I would when we really got big and we got really going with multiple locations, we had to actually create a system, and that was eye-opening for me because I wasn't used to creating systems for other people to follow. It was just I I did all the work, so wow. we ended up having a one eight hundred number, and uh, the the eight hundred number was just for, through Ring Central, it was really cheap, and um, people would call it off of our flyers or or whatever signage we had or or the internet. And on the on there, there'd be a pre-recorded message with some, you know, a little bit of intro about who we were, what we did, you know, how we could help clients, and who we were looking for, and you know, how you could get free information and get our free report on our website, that kind of stuff. But then, if they hit a certain number, it would take them to where they could talk to a trainer, and that would right. forward to the trainer at that individual location. So if you have one location, it's easy. You just forward it to you or your training manager or the lead trainer or whoever. And the right. whole point of that was to get them to leave their information because I wanted to try to talk to them before they showed up. The worst right. thing was you're in the middle of boot camp. They show up five minutes late, and you got to kind of feel like you got to introduce them after the class has already started. I just couldn't stand that. So right. what we would do is I wanted to talk to them first. We, would, we right. would have a conversation. I'd ask them some basic consultation questions like what were they looking to achieve? You know, if they said weight loss, how much weight are you looking to lose? How long have you been thinking about doing it? You know, what right. else have you tried? Uh, how, you know, is your, is your uh, significant other or spouse supportive of you doing this? You know, I would ask a lot of these key, we call them X-factor questions back in, the, in my gym days. You know, they're, they're sort of like uncovering their needs and wants and and then, right. um, and then I would, you know, I'd ask them about how their nutrition was, and depending on how long I had on the phone, I might ask right. them all the questions, or I might just ask them some, and then I would right. invite them to come to the camp. And, and you, like you said, Georgia, you've got to ask them about their injuries and that kind of thing. You want to right. know if you're dealing with somebody with a health concern, but it's better to have it all up front. Then when they showed up, they, I already knew them. They knew me. They felt like they trusted me a little bit more. You know, I wasn't a random stranger anymore. And when they right. showed up, I could have them do part of the paperwork, like the waiver, really quick. Take, take, took about 60 seconds to do the paperwork. They could right. try the boot camp out. And then by the end of the boot camp, oh, and, oh, actually, I forgot a step. I would actually do part of their, what we call the body diagnostic. So before the camp, all it took was maybe 15 minutes. It didn't even take 30. You could get their measurements, their body fat, the paperwork, all of it done. Then they right. have their first workout. And then after the workout, Look how much I've already accomplished. So then at the end of the workout, I can actually do, 
you know, sales, if you want to call it that. I mean, it wasn't even really, it was easy. It wasn't even a presentation. It was like a, hey, you can see that this workout was awesome. Yeah, what do you think? Great. It was fantastic. Awesome. So here's how we work. And then I could go over, you know, the, the rates and kind of finish or finish up any consultation questions I didn't get to, connect with them so that I know what their need and want is. And then by the time I'm done, then we can sign them up. I think what, and I, I think that's totally critical because if you don't do that, person, you know, randomly walks into your camp on a, on a daily deal, you know, doesn't, doesn't uh, uh, register first. You have no idea they're coming. They come in just on time with the class or late, so you can't even talk to them. They go through the boot camp. They, make, they prejudge the whole thing. They don't even know that you're there to actually serve them. And then at the end, you're trying to sell them. And you've got to do all of this stuff all at once. To me, it was a nightmare. And so yeah, much so that if, if somebody comes in, I, I don't yeah. even do it that way. I will make them, okay, you tried the camp out, great, let's, let's chat after camp, or, or, or I'll call you later on today, and hey. we'll do that consultation. So. Yeah, we don't really get a lot of people just dropping in without us even knowing about that they're trying out the camp. That rarely happens. It happens if somebody brings a friend and usually we even know that in advance because they'll say, is it okay if I bring my friend Debbie to boot camp tonight? Okay, so we know Debbie's coming. So, you know, the thing is, you know, we don't really not, we don't get these drop-ins from the sky that just walk in and I don't know if we ever did meet. It's rare, rare, I think, rare. Because we've already talked to them. They've already called us and said, what's this boot camp? When can I start? Or I'm going to sign up for the, I've signed up for the daily deal. Everybody is already, whether it's a daily deal or how they found out about us, they've called. Even the daily deals are set up that they have, they call. You know what I mean? They have to call and come in. Obviously, we have to know when they're coming in because we do an assessment first, even on the daily deals, even if it's partial assessment like you're saying. We've already talked to them, and that's, you know, really part of the assessment because we really do have to know, liability speaking, that, A, they're going to sign the waiver before, and no matter what their assessment in time is, and you really do have to know about medication, uh, medications, you know, conditions, medical conditions or anything, Prior, I mean, that's a legal responsibility. It's a, like, really, in a sense, it is a legal responsibility. You can't have somebody pass out on the floor and go, oh, by the way, <laughs> I was a diabetic. Uh, no, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to know these stuff in, in advance. Like, why are you getting lightheaded? You know, that has to be something. I mean, you, you have to have liability insurance, but, you know, you also have to have some kind of, <laughs> you know, legal, ethical you know, things you need to do in advance and, you know, finding out if somebody is injured. Most of these people will tell you this stuff on the phone first when they call to find out about boot camp. Well, I have a bad knee, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then you ask questions that are pertinent to what they brought up. But, you know, it's all, it's pretty much needs to be done in advance. And if somebody just does drop in, I would ask, you know, as they're signing the waiver even. I would say, do you have any medical conditions? Are you, you know, nope, okay. You on any medicine? Ah, just high blood pressure, okay. You know, 
you know, would at least, you know, you know. There's a great psychological reason for doing all this, too. The legal reason, of course. Psychologically, if you're doing a more of a consultative sort of selling approach, meaning you're, you're actually consulting the client and you're, you're, you're behaving more like a consultant rather than just a, a practitioner of exercise, like a technician, you're going to do a lot better with growing your business. I mean, I've seen trainers fail left and right who they just think it's all about the reps and the sets. And what right. they don't realize is that they're, they're, they have to be a consultant and they actually have to get that client has to know and feel that you actually care because if you don't, they're not going to sign up for your program. They're going to only base it on price. And uh, if you're not the cheapest out there, they're not going to sign up with you. You have to show them that you're way more than just a, a fitness trainer. You are their solution to their problem, losing weight or whatever their goal is. And you're never going to convince them that unless you have done a good job of asking all these questions. Um, well, and, and by the way, one other note I wanted to throw out. Um, when you do it, you've got to be smiling. You've got to be happy to see them. And, and for those of you out there that are training early in the morning, if you have a rough morning, you cannot let that show. I, I don't care. I mean, you can be honest sometimes with the people that you're close to, but you've got to be really careful. If you, you, they, they are already waking up, and they're, some of them are tired and they're groggy, and it means a lot to them that you're smiling and that you, your energy's high and the music's going and you're ready to roll. And if you're, right. if you're dragging or, or if you actually, you, you can even give the impression that you don't want new people to join your boot camp. I've seen it and I've even done it. I'm guilty too. You, they walk in and you're like, oh gosh, I got to measure them and I got to ask them a bunch of questions and it's, you know, 5.15 a.m. The last, I don't even want to talk to them, you know, <laughs> I just want to work out or I want to, yeah, you know, get you this got, thing. Yeah, you have to have your passion going at all times. <laughs> you don't, exactly, your... yeah, that first impression, huge. It's got to be, and I mean, unfortunately, sometimes we're sick too. We don't feel good, and that could be said, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm, right. under, I, you know, I'm a little under the weather. Please excuse me. Something to that extent, you know. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's you just got to be on, and you know, going getting back to the assessment and stuff like that. Just quick, um, it also shows how knowledgeable you are because, I mean. We had a guy, for example, come in through an agency online, like, um, you know, they look for, I don't know, personal trainers, and they get bids. So they get a quote from me, a quote from somebody else, a quote from this one, a quote from that one. And I'm wondering why this guy actually went through this site, because, you know, we're known, he'll look in the phone book. But they did. They went through the site. Come to find out, he was from out of state, this one in particular. Sometimes I don't understand People block away from us will be going to a website to get quotes, and maybe they're just shopping, window shopping. I don't know. But, you know, this guy did come in for an assessment. He did talk to a whole bunch of trainers in our area, and he sat down. He was from out of state or out of town. I can't remember if he was from out of state or out of town, but he was from a different area. And um, he was extremely impressed with the way we did an assessment not necessarily the way, but the knowledge, you know, the professionalism, and told us so. I'm not making so I'm not, you know, just telling you this. The only reason I know is because he told us so. He said, I've been to many, went to many area, uh, trainers in your area, and he said, I just want you to know, blah, 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 blah. 
I'm very impressed with this place. I'm very impressed with the knowledge and I'm very impressed with blah, 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 blah. Because he wasn't getting that from other trainers in my area. And I just found this out. This is only a two-week-old story. So, you know, mm. three weeks. Yeah, because I said, did, you know, did you know Brian come in? Because I, I get the, the uh, lead, and I will send it to Tammy. And so you may get a call from Brian, uh, you know, from this Brian X, you know, and or whoever it is. And he did so happen, and, you know, shopping, shopping, shopping around. And he he was, you know, he gave us the compliment. So he was, when and sat down and talked to every <laughs> trainer, in the area, in the area, and you know, ended up telling us, really impressed with your place. I'm really impressed with the professionalism and the knowledge, and you know, the way you handle things. And you know, so you have to come across. You don't have to come across as if you know anything. You have to know stuff. That's why we get back to the you know, intelligent, you know, education and educating yourself instead of just you know. Okay, I'm a trainer now. And then 20 years later, you haven't taken a course. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you need CEUs. But, you know, sometimes there's other educational things. There's just simple workout programs to increase your knowledge. I mean, for, you know, a, a penny well, and, a, and, uh, of the price of a CEU course. In addition course. to training knowledge, well, in addition I, to training knowledge, there's also business knowledge and, and human relations knowledge. That you, we could always get better there, too, right? Well, right. I mean, if you need a business, if you need a business course or a coach, you take, you go get one. If you need, you know, if you need business advice, or I've gotten more out of eBooks that I bought than CEU courses that I've taken, and I'm not kidding you. Okay, so, and I'm, I'm not not to cut down the CEU course, but really anybody could do that. Anybody could plop open a book and take an open book test. Um, so, <laughs> you know. I don't go, oh, God, I passed, and I didn't even study. Well, I passed the ACE test without studying because I already had a background in physical therapy and this and that, and people were failing the ACE personal training test left and right. I didn't even study. And my sister <laughs> had to stop at me because she didn't make it the first time. She was, you know, a lot of people were mad about that, but, but you know what? It was because I had the schooling I went. I was a health and physical education major. I was a physical therapy assistant. I mean, I had kinesiology from any every angle you could take kinesiology from. Uh, you know, there was. So yes, it, it to have an education or get some kind of course, it is it is important to keep keep up with. You know, not just CEUs, but where you need the help is my point. Right. Well, we're about out of time, Georgia, so this was great. Um, you know, I guess the, the, in summary, if you want to improve your business, uh, work on your first impression first. So everybody's homework is to think about what first impression you leave your client. What's your consultation process, your initial client intake process? Uh, we, you know, what, what, uh, what are you doing for that? And, and uh, before we end, I want to mention – uh, I, I, the fitness bootcamp inner circle.com www.thefitnessbootcampinnercircle.com uh, oh, is yeah. how you can find Georgette and I and yeah. uh, you'll notice that there's a special promotion on there right now that's been oh, changed yeah. and also go to the, 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 the blog with free information thefitnessbootcampclub.com 
So there's two websites for you, the, the fitnessbootcampinnercircle.com and the fitnessbootcampclub.com. Both of them are awesome resources. And, Georgette, yeah. I'll let you say goodbye, the last word here in our few remaining seconds. Okay, um, thanks. I didn't know that you noticed. I just wanted to say that I just put up like minutes ago, and I didn't even tell you yet, that a lifetime special offer for a lifetime membership into the inner circle for a one-time payment. It's on the awesome. yeah on the fitnessbootcampinnercircle.com site. Um, and the other way you could get in is by uh, purchasing the Sure Victory business, boot camp business in a box uh, at the fitnessbootcamp.com. So those are the two ways, but I, I just wanted to let you know that I just did a, a special, just put up a special promo, and I didn't get it. Great. So, yep. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, uh, well, uh, you have a terrific week, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. 